St. Louis, more than 25,000 of our kids are bringing their A-game. They are fierce, they're active, and they're having fun. This is Talking Game by The Open Source. This is a show about local youth sports. We're talking to athletes, coaches, sports directors, and more. And we'll be back in a minute. Located in St. Louis, The Open Source produces community-focused content. Everything that is published by The Open Source is about fulfilling the positive mission. The Open Source showcases the story of our neighbors in an effort to help everyone achieve and thrive. The Open Source TV streams on Roku and the podcasts are available wherever you listen. Help The Open Source grow by sharing this episode. Thank you for listening. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I know you know who said that. This is Talking Game by The Open Source. I'm your host, Bonita Cornute. Back in a minute. There's an organization in St. Louis dedicated to rescuing stray cats called Tenth Life. Tenth Life helps stray cats and kittens, especially those with special needs, and prepares them for adoption. When some animal organizations find it too expensive to help animals with injuries and medical conditions, Tenth Life steps in. TenthLifeCats.org features potential adoptees complete with pictures and health histories. Some cats can be visited at 3200 Cherokee in St. Louis. Tenth Life Cats, special cats for special people. That's TenthLifeCats.org. St. Louis has a legendary boxing history. Among the greats is heavyweight champion Leon Spinks. He beat Muhammad Ali in a historic upset. Spinks has three sons, all of whom became boxers. Corey Spinks is an undisputed welterweight champion and has been the IBF junior middleweight champion twice. Daryl Spinks has held a light heavyweight WBO, NABO title. Leon Spinks' oldest son was professionally named Leon Calvin. He had just launched his professional career and had two wins when he was murdered in 1990 at the age of 19. Today's talking game is about Leon Calvin Boxing Gym. Derek Calvin is here to talk about why this facility is so important to the community and to his family, I would think. I mean, this must be something that your family is living through and celebrating uh, the original history of the two brothers. Welcome, Derek. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, it's a it's nice to um, to have you here. Building kids up with confidence. Guns down, gloves up. I saw that on your website. Talk to me about that. That that motto, that legacy? Um, we wanted the kids to put down them guns and pick up the gloves before we could help save their lives, you know, in the ring. Instead of just having their parents to keep burying and their family keep burying their kids, we decided to let y'all fight it out in the ring. And then after y'all get through fighting it out, let's hug it out. What happened? When did we start, when did we get away from boxing and, and you know, using a little fist to, to deal with our disagreements rather than picking up the gun? I mean, what, what happened? Uh, a lot of these kids don't have anything to do in the neighborhood. A lot of them have a lot of too much time on their hands, and a lot of them don't have no one like me to help them, you know, lead. A lot of these kids 
don't really want to be on the street. A lot of these kids want something to do, and I decided to get them something to do. So I started this boxing program to take them off the street. Don't pick up them guns. Pick up these gloves. What do they say to you? Um, that you say they don't want to be on the streets. Mm-hmm. Have they actually said that to you and talk about their maybe fear or hesitation about what's out there? Oh Yes, ma'am, especially when you in a certain neighborhood and everybody feel like, you know, you got to hang out with a group of guys to look cool. And some of these guys don't want to hang out with these guys to look cool. Some of them want a future. Some of them want their moms and dads and grandparents to be proud of them. So I decided... Let them know, hey, it's okay not to be cool. It's okay because what you're doing in this ring, that's cool to us. And possibly leads to something even bigger and better if you think about it. Oh, if yes, they ma'am. win, if they're winning, um, yes, uh, how do they accept that that notion that I can do this over here and pro- probably even save my life uh, by boxing? You know, um, they do it because. I started three years ago, and I have kids who've been with me the whole three years and sink. And then I bring different guys down here to see these guys, and it's, like, unreal when you could see a Michael Spencer, Corey Spencer, Larry Hong, Evander Holyfield come in your gym, and that make them go tell their friends, yo, we had such and such champion in our gym, and now their friend want to come join and get off these streets. <laughs> Tell me about that experience. Those guys were just here, right? Yes, ma'am. Tell me about that. What was that all about? Uh, we had I had brought Michael, Larry, and Evander to, to see the kids fight. We was out in St. Charles. They shut down the whole city for them guys, made them guys feel at home. Them guys signed an autograph, gloves, took pictures with these kids. It was just unreal to the point that we made the newspaper all the way over in Panama from that one event. What is it about boxing that, um, I guess what I'm trying to get at is people think of boxing as something that's brutal and vicious and, you know, you have to be sort of a mean-spirited kind of person to get in the ring. But that's not true, I don't think, is it? Not not at all, not at all. I have five-year-olds, little girls, and boys. And it's it take a lot to get the girls off the streets. And I have 35 girls in my program. You're kidding. I'm more proud of that than anything, to see that I'm helping these girls off the streets also. So a lot of time <clears throat> you go hit the bag, <clears throat> work out your frustration, hit the middens, talk to us. And when they go home, <clears throat> and they, uh, they tired. When they get through working with us, they tired. So... They don't go on the streets because you're too tired to go on the street and <laughs> feel like we did our job. <laughs> wear them out, huh? Yes, ma'am. And that's part of the problem. They don't have enough to do to wear no, themselves no. out. Yes, ma'am. Uh, like like uh, we did, riding bikes right, and, right. and roller skating and going up and down the street. Uh, you know, Evander doesn't sign autographs very easily or readily. At least he used to not do it as readily. Um no, right. you're absolutely right. Evander <laughs> really don't sign autograph. But let me tell you this. Evander done been with me more than five times. And all five times, he signed for my people because he believe in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And he have no problem with signing for my people because he believe in helping these kids and getting them off the street. And he see my vision. Uh-huh. Your, your, your family. Talk a little bit about um, the history of, of boxing in your family. Is everyone, are all the girls and boys expected to, you know, go in the ring a little bit and play? Uh, oh, yes, ma'am. The, our girls, and believe it or not, these girls are tougher than some of these boys I heard. I have a girl's 
who future world champions and I do have a female champion coming down. I talked to Layla Layla Ali yeah. where she could come and uh, talk to the girls also for they can't feel like I'm leaving them out bringing all these guys down. No, I'm in talks with her also to come down to talk to these girls. What does it mean to be a Sphinx, to be a part of that that whole family? Um, I know it's uh, it's a name that everybody associates with boxing. Yes, ma'am. Oh, it feel good to, to see what they all accomplish, especially Corey, because me and Corey been together since newborn babies. We come out the same house, uh-huh. and uh, I know what we've been through, and I know what he been through to get to the point where he became a five-time world champion. And from where we grew up at, like I said earlier, some of us don't want to be on the streets. We just need someone to help. And Corey, unfortunately, had Mr. Ham and Kevin Cunningham to get in his face and also me because I was no nonsense with Corey. If Corey say, oh, I don't want to go to the gym, and he say, tell Kevin I'm not here, and I say, here yep. you come. Oh, wow. Here you, you, come, can't, you can't tell Coach Cunningham that. Here you come. <laughs> because whatever you could do then, you could do when you get out this gym, and it paid off. You became a world champion. What's he doing now? How's he doing? Oh, he up in Florida. He training kids. He giving back. He Good. doing awesome. He doing awesome. He'll so, be here also. That's part of your legacy, I guess, as a Sphinx or as part of that family. You have to, not only are you training to win, but you're also training to help others win. Yes, ma'am. Sounds a little bit like that. One of the things I I see on your uh, website is that your holistic approach to fitness training sets you apart from other boxing facilities. What is it about the fitness training? What does that mean? I mean, you know, treadmill, jumping jacks. What are you looking for when you're trying to improve um, their fitness? Um, pretty much everything you just said, jumping jacks, treadmill, running, walking. Rather, if you can't run, you can walk and talk and just make a friend. Mm-hmm. And we want them to be real close like brothers and sisters. So okay. we do more than just boxing. Okay. We like a brother and sisterhood up in there. And when they leave, they are five each other. They support each other. When one fit a fight, all of them come out and support each ah, other. That's what you want. Yes, ma'am. They need that. That That's a camaraderie that they sometimes get from the little gangbangers out on the street. Please. Yes, ma'am. But if they come to the gym, they'll have that same camaraderie. Please. Yes, ma'am. And it's... For the good and for something better. Yeah, and it feel better when your team supporting you, yelling your name, screaming while your family out there, and you ain't out there on these streets. And it's just a positive thing for these kids, and I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) You know, I can remember when I was preparing for this and thinking about talking to you, I can remember being a young girl. I mean, little. I'm a couple decades now. I remember watching Muhammad Ali or listening to his fights, and that was such a big deal. And even as a little girl growing up in the projects in Milwaukee, I was able to relate to that experience and to be just as excited as my brother and all of the big boys in the neighborhood and Muhammad Ali's fighting and Muhammad Ali and it was and Howard Cosell. Mm-hmm. made that whole experience exciting too mm-hmm. watching that but i'm wondering do they have those those stars out there now to look up to maybe not a name like a muhammad ali but there's still people yes, training ma'am. and preparing yes ma'am yes ma'am it's, it's plenty of guys are that you can look up to and um 
like Corey. Yes. I always say Corey. Corey, of course you <laughs> Corey, are. You say better Corey. say Corey. <laughs> and when they say Muhammad Ali was the greatest, Muhammad Ali was the best, and I always say, well, my uncle beat him. <laughs> my uncle beat him. Yes, he did. Yes, <laughs> so he did. We'll forever have that, but Muhammad Ali is one of the greatest ever to do it, and Evander's really good with talking to these kids. Yes, he is. Michael, love these kids. Michael haven't been in St. Louis in 30 years. I got Michael here just this year alone three times. Three times? Three times Michael been here this year. Well, what's keeping him from coming? Move. He goes to other cities. He or? goes He goes okay. around now, you know, since he retired, he more humble. Now he come out, he support these kids. He support these kids. And because he knows that that... That's the future, obviously. Um, well, the Leon Calvin Boxing Mission is to help young African-American males and females in the cycle of gun violence, brutality, and cruelty in the streets of St. Louis. This is on your website. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a safe zone for parents and children. Are you able to check folks at the door who may be coming in there with the wrong idea um, yes ma'am how do you how do you maintain control uh, we maintain patrol control by me being real and they already know from the time you step foot in that building that we know nonsense but we gonna get the job done so a lot of them come up there they don't we haven't had any problem we Good. haven't had not one problem up there since in three years never 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 well, do you have any bouts coming up? Anything special coming up in the way of uh, opportunities for these these kids to, to show their skills? Oh, yes, man. I put them on different shows when okay. I'm not doing a show. Like, we had the Silver Gloves coming up this weekend. Oh. So my girls fight this weekend. And it's another show next week. Uh, my girls fight next week. And then when I throw my shows... I put all my kids on the show. Well, where are the, these other two shows? In St. Louis or out of St. Louis. One of them Saturday at Woe's Rec Center and the other one at the uh, Polish Hires next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw one. I was down for uh, about at the Polish Church, St. Stanislaus. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I watched a couple of bouts there. I haven't seen anything at Woe's. Then they did something at um, mm-hmm. Blewett School a couple of years ago, many, many years ago. Um, I think uh, Judge Jimmy Edwards was actually. Judge Jimmy Edwards, yes, You know mm-hmm. Judge Edwards, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, he's a- always committed to to helping young people. Yes, ma'am. Um, what I find interesting is that kids need talking to. Now you say you you remember something I said when yes, you were a child. Yes, ma'am. What was, where were we? What happened? <laughs> I know we was on a field trip and the name Benita Carnot. And that was before you even became huge. And then years later, I sent you on Channel 2 uh-huh. for the first time. And I said, Mama, that lady came and talked to us because we never forgot your name. We was on a field trip. And I paid attention. I paid attention. I was eating some popcorn. I never forget this. But I remember your name. I remember what you was telling us. And we was kids, you know, like. We don't have a lot of people really talk to us. And you came out, took time. I think it was around Black History Month. I don't forget I was a kid. But anyway, whatever you said, I never forgot your name. Never forgot your name. It wasn't at, was it at your school? It was probably at our school. Which was? We was on Brian Hill School. Brian, okay. And whatever you told me and us, the rest of the kids, it stuck with me to the point when I first seen you on Channel 2. I said, that's that lady who came and talked to us. 
Well, I, I appreciate that, and I'm glad that you remember um, to reach out and help people. Um, because people helped me. You know, like, like I say, growing up in Hillside in Milwaukee, I could have gone a different route, too. You know, I could have messed up and and not found my way. But um, as single parent, um, a mother raising three kids, it's very easy to lose your way. But if somebody will stop and talk to you and show you you're going down the wrong path, you can change your ways. You can definitely change your ways. And I see it firsthand with a lot of kids who came to my gym. Uh-huh. I seen the way that they change. Their grandparents come up to me, and they always tell me, I'm proud of you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm more proud of that than any accomplishment that I did is when the grandmas come to me and say, thank you. That's beautiful. And you box too? Yes, man. I used to for a split second, then I let Quirinum have it. Why you say it like that? Because I didn't want to go there, right? I wanted to go play baseball. I like the baseball. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Can you, can you play? Or oh, were I was you playing cold. Good? I was cold. I oh. was cold. All right. And I let the streets get me young. That's why I decided to get back to them kids because I was one of them kids who let the street catch me young. Really? Yes, what ma'am. happened to you? What I got shot when I was 16. Oh, very young. One too many fights. That's why I said put them guns down, pick up them gloves. So you speak from experience. Yes, ma'am. Absolute experience. There's nobody who could deny that you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I definitely know what I'm talking about. I'm from that place. That's why I'm able to reach these kids because I'm from that place. Mm, mm. So And they listen because oh, they yeah. know you know. Man, they teachers call me. They moms, instead of calling their parents, their parents tell their teacher, call this coach. And yeah. when they go to that gym, first thing I do, going off, I need to talk to you. They know I'm no nonsense. But yeah. I'm cool at the same time. Okay. All right. Now, I can tell you cool with them glasses <laughs> you got on. <laughs> Dark shades and all. <laughs> Looking good. Well, how many children do you say you have in the club now? Uh, we uh, helped over 200 kids. I have probably like 100 and. 30 boys and over 35 girls. We take them from 5 to 17. Okay. I don't discriminate. I don't turn no one away. If they want to be helped, we help them. When do they come? What's the day? Every five days a week are you open? Uh, so, the one compete come five days a week, and the one just want to get off the street, we take them t- uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And is there a cost? Uh, it's $60 to cover them for the whole year. That's all? I just want my kids to get off the streets. How do you manage? Do you operate on donations or how does... Yeah, I have a 5013C uh-huh. and um, a lot of time my pride and I just um, whatever it takes to help these kids and feed these kids. Well, that is obviously the way um, we should all approach it and whatever it takes, no matter how much it costs, mm-hmm. make that sacrifice, even if it's a personal sacrifice out of your pocket or family. Um, it's the best way to actually make them make them see mm-hmm. that there's a way. Derek, I am truly honored to have spent this time with you and to learn that you, you, you're you coming from a family of um, true champions, every last one of them. And I've watched all of them, uh, Leon, Michael, and Corey. I've seen all of them fight. The two br- 
olders, your dad mm-hmm. and uncle, on TV. Mm-hmm. But Corey, I got to see in person here Perfect. in St. Louis. Yes, and that was an amazing experience. I mean, and St. Louis was hungry for it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That night, that whole place was full. Um, Key, was it, called, it was called the Keel then, I think. Yeah, down at the Savage Center. Savage Center, that's mm-hmm. what it was then. The place was packed. The lights and the energy and the music and all of that just made it oh, yes, a man. real special event. Yes, so man. you must have been down there, too. I was in the front row. Front row. Want to know something, though? Huh? And I never told nobody in life the day that he fought. Huh? And I never say that Quarry's going to lose. But I told my friend, Quarry for the lose tonight. Well, and he looked at me like... Why you say that? Let me tell y'all something. Corey not going to make no excuse. Corey shouldn't even fought that night. Corey had Crohn's that night. Corey wasn't going to tell nobody. I was talking to Corey every day while he was on training camp. And when Corey catch Crohn, Corey balls up in a house for a whole month. You barely could move. But Corey hot. And he still went down there and gave oh, 11 rounds. I did not know no that. No one knew that but me. But we will never say that because we would never make no excuse. I he didn't look him every, himself that night? Every day from the time he got off that plane, I said, oh, my God, I know the look. When you know your family, you know your family. Yes. And I knew him. And I know it's a miserable experience because I have a nephew, a, a nephew-in-law, I guess you'd say. He has Crohn's, mm-hmm. and it it's it just hard. it would knock him out Yes. Um, in pain, on Uncomfortable. Yes. Um, the average person couldn't go one round. He went 11. Yes, he did. Oh, well, then I'm even more proud of him. And to well, know- I was proud of him. I, we wasn't mad. He wasn't upset. They said, oh, Corey Spinks in the hospital. Not true. <laughs> Not true. We went out and we celebrated because Corey did something no one ever did. And that's brought out 22,000 people in one night in St. Louis. Nobody never did that. Champions, all of you, every last one of you, every last one of you are champions. And it's been our pleasure to actually sit down and talk with you and learn a little bit more about what you're doing um, with uh, the Leon Calvin Boxing Gym. Thank you, Derek. We appreciate you joining us. This has been another episode of Talking Game by The Open Source. To find more episodes, go to talkinggame.stl. I'm your host, Bonita Cornute. Thank you for listening.